welcome to Visa Talks, interesting discussions with interesting people from all around the world. I'm your host for today, Maria Roa, and I am delighted to be joined by Alfonso González Bartolesis. Alfonso is a multifaceted professional who has developed his professional career as a translation, translation manager and university teacher. He has founded and co-founded several companies and currently works as a senior localization manager in Germany for Cinch Email. There, he has created the localization department for more than nine languages and developed the current translation workflow. Alfonso is also Translastars CEO. Uh, Translastars is an online learning platform for language lovers with translation, localization, globalization, and interpreting courses. And oh my God, we have a lot to talk. So and Alfonso, you're very, very welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me here and for inviting me. So it's my pleasure to be here talking to you. Well, I always like to ask our guests, how did you get started in the industry? Were you always interested in language, translation, localization? Yeah, um, actually, yes. I, I always loved languages, culture, and history. I still, I still do. And um, I was very lucky that um, my family could afford to send me back in the day, like 32 years ago, no internet at the time. <laughs> Uh, and and they could send me to 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 study to the U.S. So that was like when I was thirteen. So yeah, that 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 was like the the spark that that yeah that ignited everything. So that was even better for me because I, I had the opportunity to know more about the the American culture that I liked from movies, and then I continued when I went back um, um, to Spain to well yeah to watch more movies and more more contents to read books in english so it's something that i have um always liked and then my, my father is an engineer and he has also needed um help with um with some documents um to be translated into 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 spanish and uh, of course i started with no knowledge about translation but then i i of course i learned and then i got my degree and, and things like that and yeah uh, uh, everybody uh, everything led to to the situation um, we have now and, and to the position I have now yeah I, I actually think I kind of started the same way because it was the same thing my parents also I was lucky enough that they sent me to the U.S. I think it was something uh, common well not very common but for the people who could like they mm -hmm were kind of like trying to send us off yeah. to the States because it was the only way of learning English when we were mm -hmm. kids, because it was not very common to study English when we were little. I mean, like yeah. you could, but it was really bad level at schools. Yeah. Teachers were not really good at English and mm -hmm. we would learn really bad. So it was the only way of really learning English. So Yeah, absolutely. That, and it's curious that, that you mentioned it because, yeah, I mean, yeah, 32 or 30 years ago, the, the, yeah. luckily the situation, at least in Spain, I see that it has changed for good. So it changed, yeah. it changed for good, for sure. Yes. <laughs> well, it couldn't, it couldn't change for worse. <laughs> yeah, it couldn't go, it couldn't go any worse. You're right. Yeah. But yeah, we were lucky. We were yeah. some of the people who yeah. went abroad. Yeah. Uh, I also mentioned that you have created a localization department from scratch for Cinch. Mm -hmm. uh, how was that journey and what was the driving force for, for, for Cinch email uh, that 
made it wanted to start doing this? Well, um, I was hired because, of course, well, the, the, there, are, there are many reasons why why I was hired, and they wanted to have a, a localization, a good localization strategy. So, uh, one of the most basic ones will be brand awareness, brand recognition in our different target markets. So, we needed um, coherent and consistent localized content, and um, that's where when I came in. So. Um, we needed more content to to be localized. Um, we needed again a consistent brand and voice for for these different markets. Better quality, a higher speed. Like the, the they will also wanted to see the 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 return on investment to to lower the price, for example. To lower the price. I mean, um, as as I'm sure you know, sometimes the the companies that do not have any localization infrastructure, they 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 ask their, for example, their developers to, to make things that they should not be doing, like copy-pasting because they don't mm. have integrations with translation management systems, things like that. So in the end, where I brought the company was that structure and um, the, the ability to, to, yeah, to, to send the, the, the content that we need to translate or not to send to to automate the, the the job requests to well to to a level to to a very good level, uh, we we can still do better. But uh, yeah, I mean we we are on, on, in 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 a good way to to achieve like full automation. That is something I'm looking for achieving. And yeah. So what what happened in your first year of of that localization journey? How did you choose which languages did you want to focus on or how did you choose how to start and where to start? You were talking about translation management systems. I mean, was that something that you really wanted to focus on when you first started? Yeah. Um, well, the, during that first year, um, at the beginning, it was quite hard because I was alone doing absolutely everything. So as you can imagine, I, I had to choose the, the tools. So we, we created... Um, um, business case yeah we we researched the best tools in the market um in, in relation to the needs that we had so you i mean i had to talk to every uh, the, the main uh, managers in every team to know their needs and how they were doing things and then uh, well then we we started with with that um business case we chose the translation management system we use um we started integrating Tools, different tools, content management systems, um, um, I don't know, design systems, everything that that we use. Um, um, we also created, I say we, but it was only me at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. It's uh, a plural singular. It was um, only you. Yeah. Translation guidelines, brand and voice guidelines for the different markets. Um, yeah, so it, it was quite hard uh, at the beginning. In any case, I was not the one who decided which markets uh, we we were going into because we already were present in let's say nine markets with nine languages, but the translations, the quality of the translations was not good, okay. and um, that's that's mainly why they they hired me because they were just simply sending translations to um, to an agency and nobody was revising what we what we got back so as you can imagine the, the results were not good so we 
uh, in the end, we have these nine languages that we, we work with and we focus on our three core um, languages, which are French, German, and, and Spanish. Everything comes from, from English. And that's, that's what we do. Nowadays, when we try to enter a new market, what we do is um, a very in-depth re research of the, of the market from different teams. Of course, the localization team is involved. And, and we analyze the different um, opportunities, the risks, um, and, and then we, we present what could be the strategy to, to go to, to those markets. Once that is done, if we see there is a good opportunity for the company based on many metrics, uh -huh. we, we go to those markets. So, for example, the last two we entered were the Italian and, and the Brazilian Portuguese market in terms of languages. And yeah, and that was after... Uh, long research stage just checking that everything made sense from yeah from a mainly from a financial perspective of course of course what what would you say were the main lessons uh you learned from your experience during all this journey uh well i will say that i am learning on a continuous basis so that's mm. i think i could mention many lessons maybe but i think that the lesson is that you don't stop learning and you shouldn't stop learning and applying or implementing um what well implementing um uh, solutions based on your failures your achievements or, or or the feedback that that you get so that's what we are constantly doing in at every level so guidelines translation management system team everything so that's I would say that's the main lesson <laughs> to 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 implement the solutions based on 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 yeah on on on, the, on, on those learnings daily yeah and I know you're a big expert in SEA SEO marketing content so I do not want to miss the opportunity to talk with you about it. SEO is a big opportunity to improve localization processes. Can you give us some tips and examples of what we should and shouldn't do? Um, yeah, um, I love SEO localization and SEA localization. Um, what I see is that the market, or not the market, the most of, or not most, I, I believe it, there is no translation management system ready for SEO localization. Mm -hmm. So for truly SEO localization, um, because yeah, that requires integrating, for example, SEO um, SEO systems, like I mean, just mentioning some, some brands like Ahrefs or SEMrush or ClearScope, and that's not, aligned with our translation management system or CAD tools. So we can create content, but we we cannot see yet how that, I mean, create content and we send it to be localized, but we cannot see how it will perform inside our, our own um, translation system. We cannot see how it will perform. So I think that's a disadvantage because then you have to take that content outside. It's very, it's very complicated and it requires a lot of steps. So um, like a tip, more than a tip, I, I would love the, the industry to develop some integrations that, that help with, with that. Um, and, and I also always give or, or use an example of uh, 
for, for people who doesn't know much about SEO localization or what we mean by SEO localization, and I give uh, um, the example that you can have a good translation that is not a good SEO localization. And, and I take it to, to my field, which is the, the email industry. And I talk about um, blacklists. Blacklists in, in English are those addresses that, that well, that a system, an email system um, collects and say, these are not uh, email addresses that you should be receiving emails from, or you should not be sending emails to. Uh -huh. Of course, nowadays the, the word black list is not inclusive. It's not, so it's not considered to be appropriate. And actually uh, we are trying not to use it. And instead of blacklist, we use block list. So but in, in any case, in many texts, you 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 will have blacklist and the translation. Many times you, you see that our translators translated by uh, an inclusive term, for example, in Spanish, that could be lista de bloqueados instead of lista negra, which will be like the literal translation from uh -huh. blacklist. And that's a good translation. I mean, the inclusive one, it's a good translation, but it's not an SEO localized translation or an SEO equivalent. Why? Because people are not looking for, for um, lista de, de bloqueados. They are looking for lista negra. So they are still looking for something different to what you are including. Of course, there are uh, solutions to, to that, like Google is super smart. Um, and if you include both both terms, uh, it's uh, it's going to recognize both as being synonyms. And then, of course, search intent. There are many things inside the content. But that's a good example that that I use um, mm -hmm. to, to explain people the difference between having a good translation and having a good SEO localization. So, yeah, in those cases, you you need to to, to know very well what is going to perform well or to rank well if your if your aim or if your goal is to rank well um, using SEO localization. So yeah, in the end, and going back to your question. Uh, about tips, um, um, I think one of the most important things is to have a team uh, or, or an agency that is um, specialized in, in SEO localization and knows what you are talking about when, when you ask them to optimize content for SEO, which is way difficult. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not just translating and it's not just inserting some keywords in your text. So it goes beyond that. I mean, is it SEO localization big enough right now in order to find teams who will work and do that for you? Because there are many SEO professionals that you can hire in order to help you with that. But I mean, I don't think it's that easy to find someone who will help you only with SEO localization, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a very good point. Actually, I think we, we need to train people in SEO localization. We need to upskill our teams. So we, we may have already very good translators, very good content creators, but they need to be upskilled in, in SEO and, and translators. They will be super grateful when, when they know more about SEO because they will have the, the whole picture of, of what they are doing. And they will even have more ownership on their content because they start realizing, okay, I have written this piece of content or I have localized this piece of content. And now I'm going to see how it performs and why it performs well or it's not performing well. So yeah, I mean, training, in my opinion, it's vital. And um, and I think it's it's something that 
it's really needed in the industry. I mean, we have a team of people and they had very few knowledge about SEO, SEO localization or SEA localization. And what we did was to uh, train them internally because it's very, what you were saying, it's very difficult to find professionals who already have that knowledge. Yeah, I saw in, in Translate Stars, there are some uh, courses mm. for that, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to make the plug, but... <laughs> you no, no, me. I made it because I was looking at it. Uh, no, 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 I was looking at it because I think it's really interesting and I think we really do yeah. need it. I mean, yeah, no, no, of you course, can yeah. make it. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, we need to let our audience know where they can find the things they need. So, I mean... Yeah, thank, you. Okay. thank you for mentioning it. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, we train uh, Translate Stars. We train people to... To, to become um, skilled on in, in SEO localization, and we have we have a really good course with Maria Scheibenhaf, and she's great, and David Garcia, who are two of the best uh, SEO localization experts in the world. So, yeah, if anyone is listening, watching us, and would like to know more about SEO localization, I would recommend to take a look to the course or to take courses um, on, on SEO to know a little bit more. There are many courses out there free. There are many from Google. So yeah, it, there, there are a lot of opportunities to, to know more about. That's great. Yeah. We need, we need to learn. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And to adapt. That's the only way of upgrading yeah. ourselves yeah. And, and the work we do. Yeah. Okay. Um, any advice you would give to individuals just getting started in this industry? Anything you, you think they need to know? Um, well, advice nowadays with with all these things um, like uh, Chat GPT and um, oh yeah, that's yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah, uh, what I see is a lot of people getting scared, and what I will say is, well, uh, I don't know if I am. The proper person to give advice but just being being persistent and and continue learning because just going back to the example of seo google is always changing the how seo works so or how you you are going to rank in a in a search engine page so um results page sorry so yeah i mean it's it's something that you need to be you, you need to be continuously updating to, to, to be able to, to perform at a good level. Um, and for, for those who are starting, for, for example, for translators, what I would tell them is not to um, downprice themselves. So don't, please do not sell yourselves cheap. Do not email 100 companies the same day <laughs> with the same email and the same CV. Uh, yesterday I was, I was conducting a webinar on how to create a good CV. Um, uh, for translators, and yeah, because we receive a lot of uh, a lot of emails from people selling um, uh, their services, and we are translators. It's not a, a translation agency, so it's. I see. I mean, I have been there. I have done that. So I have also emailed one hundred companies, one hundred people. But if if I take a look back and if I can give some advices. First, think very well who you would like to work with or the company you would like to work with. And then prepare or customize your email, customize your, your CV to, to try to, to get the attention from that people and to work for them. Um, because well, the most important thing, I enjoy working and I enjoy, I mean, working in what, what I do and what I am doing. So if, if you can get paid, 
having fun. I mean, that's the best thing in the world. And I'm having fun and getting paid for it. So what else can I ask for? Yeah, doing what you love is the best thing. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. if you get paid for it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, we, we just came to the end. This was fast. I mean, it was very enjoyable. Thank you for that. Is there anything else you would like to share with our audience today? Um, well, I would like to congratulate you on what you are talk, uh, doing, not talking, doing with um, uh, all, all the, um, the initiatives, uh, like the forums, the podcasts, the prices. So I think you, you are doing a great job. And I think that's the, the, the way to do things and to create awareness in the industry and to invite people from the industry to to keep on growing so and to recognize to acknowledge what other people are doing so um yeah i i, I will do that and then yeah of course i will invite people to follow us uh, um translate stars if they want to learn um something uh, about translation something else about translation and of course to use cinch email for all their email marketing campaigns and things like that well that's great it was really great having you actually i think we need to do another visa talks and talk a little bit more in depth about seo and sea maybe after gala because i want you all our audience to know that we will have alfonso there mm -hmm. also talking about seo i think it will be march 15th yeah you're right march 15th yeah Okay, so if every, everyone who is going to the gala event, please do not miss uh, his presentation. I will be yes, there yes. too, for sure. Uh, that was the end of today's show with Alfonso Gonzalez. Thank you, Alfonso, for being here with us. Thank you, Maria. Please, <laughs> please make sure to tune in again to see and or to listen to the next Vista Talk show. We, are, we will be discussing more interesting topics with interesting people from all around the world. Thank you. Ciao.